was just asking you, man, like right before we uh, decided to record this thing a minute ago, when was, when was the last episode? I think it was May. May or June. Life's been stupid. Everything's been dumb. Yeah. COVID was fine. Post-COVID sucks. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. And we were actually going to do this episode last week. You got COVID. I got COVID and had to (laughs) fucking stay home, which really bummed me out. And uh, I remember, like, trying to, like, poke at you to be like, man, pick a movie. Because I wanted you to pick a movie for for this one. And I really wish you would have picked the movie that we're doing when I had COVID and was sitting on the fucking couch for a week. Because, man... It's like my new favorite movie. Never heard of it before you mentioned it. And I'm... Dude. This movie's amazing. It's fucking incredible. Like, I'm not blowing smoke. I I have no reason to fucking try to impress you or anyone else. This movie's fucking amazing. The fact that I've never seen it before today. I literally watched it before I drove over here a few hours ago. Fuck, this movie's great, man. So, excellent choice. Yeah, dude. I got this because I did one of those fucking... I was bored and did one of those anonymous question things. On Instagram, and fucking Tony, uh, rest of festering slime, was like, "Dude, so you fuck with fucking darkness?" I was like, "Absolutely!" Oh wow! Yeah. And then I was was still trying to think of a movie. I was like, "You know what? I don't think we fucking ever done darkness." Oh no, I never even fucking heard of it, dude. And I was like, "Okay, well, I'm throwing this out. This is what we're doing." I actually didn't even throw it out there as like, "Dude, you want to do this?" I'm like, "No, this is what we're fucking doing." And I was totally cool <laughs> with it because I'm like, "All right," like, and just the fact I didn't know that. Uh, that Tony fucking knew about this movie. That's even cooler because that's my ultimate homie I've never met. So uh, fucking big ups on that. So cool, man. Um, yeah, we, we'll get into the movie in a second. But uh, so lately we've done some shit. And I just wanted to cover the fact that we took our first road trip since before pandemic. Shit, that was the first one, wasn't it? It was, we have not been on the road like that for a convention, a show, or anything in over three years. And Jared and I uh, drove down to Ohio to see Mortician. It was a fest. And that was a lot of fun. Definitely worth it. Good people. I got to meet Amanda and Levi. Awesome people. The fact that you never met them is mind-blowing. Well, I mean, I've seen them at shows, but I never... You know, you introduced me, and I actually got to hang out with them, which was so fucking cool. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, we got to see the homies in a couple skate. Um, You know, Carbuncle, we got to see them again. And a handful of other people that made it down there. But, man, what a show. That was a really good show. And uh, I'll I'll go on record and on air right now to say... Thank you so much for getting us home safe and getting us there safe because <laughs> after the show, I was, I pretty much slept the whole fucking way. I was just done for. We got like, I don't even know if we made it onto the turnpike before you fell asleep. Oh, I was done, man. I went really hard for mortician. At my age, it's not advised. Dude, I fucking, everybody I talked to, they're like, yeah, we're hanging out afterwards. I'm like, dude, driving back. Yeah. Made a two hour, two and a half hour drive there and then like, that same night two and a half hour drive back and they're all like Pikachu face like what yeah and I'm like dude. yeah man that's how I roll like, they were going hard yeah I have nobody to watch my dog I gotta get back fucking home yeah yeah so man. I got <laughs> I got drunk early and then ate a shit ton of food mm-hmm. 
I crushed like two pieces of pizza on the way out there. And that fest went from two two thirty till ten. Yeah, or eleven or something, yeah. Something like that. I mean, it was like a fucking ten thirty maybe. Yeah, it was uh it was a long, long day and night. It was it was cool. No complaints, but Yeah, it was a fucking blast. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, Will so. Romer drunk as shit. I'm guessing he was drunk. The guitar player kept having to fucking readjust Will Romer's mic. <laughs> Which was the most entertaining thing to me. After every song, he would just walk over and grab Will Romer's mic and like readjust it for him. Uh, I didn't even notice any of that. I was too busy fucking murdering people. Oh, my God. I was just fucking... Dude, I woke up the next day. I had bruises all over my body. I mean, there were some diehards in there. Most of them were a lot younger than me but I had something to prove to myself that <laughs> I have Blue Cross Blue Shield and you're in fucking harm's way fuck off like they played the fucking track from uh, House by the Cemetery EP with the cyborg intro and I'm like you're all fucking dead like I'm gonna kill every one of you and they dude I mean you have to admit even though you like kind of did the sideline thing and hung out in the back and like watched the show they were heavy as fuck Fuck. Oh, I mean, yeah. they sounded just like the end of the world. It was heavy. Dude, when he, when he first started, I was like, right, like basically past the point of where the pit would be, just kind of off to the side. Mm -hmm. And they sounded good. And then I fucking had to go to the bathroom. I like, had to squeeze through. And then I came back through the back door. And I oh, kind of hung out in the back. And yeah, they, honestly, it sounded way the fuck better back there. Man. You could hear fucking everything. Yeah. I mean, they were just brutal awesomeness so yeah we went and see mortician and uh yeah it was a good show that was really fucking cool it was kind of nice to leave the state for a few hours fucking right <laughs> well other than that man yeah we've just been uh you know we we hang out and shit we do our thing but this is the first episode we've done in a few months so quite a bit man knocking the dust off yeah for sure and uh so on this episode we're gonna be talking about the 1993 film darkness also known as darkness the vampire version yeah. and leaf junkers darkness the vampire version and i'm gonna let i'm gonna give the reins to you because fuck you're the one that fucking chose this movie and blew my mind so <laughs> we don't have a whole lot of uh liner notes because this movie really didn't like, there's no it's a pretty cut and dry fucking everything. Yeah. Everything about this movie for the most part. But, it, okay, so technically came out in 93. He started writing this. Uh, Leaf wrote this in, like, 87, 88. He yep. was, like, 17 years old. Yep. And then it didn't get through post-production until 91. And then he hired a whole new cast in 91. Like, basically, everyone just revamped. Oh, that was 89. Oh. So they, they started filming in 88, and they stopped. And then when he came back in 89 to finish filming is when they brought in the new cast. Yeah, it was like he like just Brought in like a bunch of new whole, fucking people. Yeah. And then like it was finished filming, and they did the post-production, which is like the editing and all this shit together. That lasted until like 91. Yeah. And, and you know, the incredible thing is this guy did, he directed it, he wrote it, produced it, did the score, or had a lot to do with it. Yeah. And, I mean, this is basically his oh, yeah. project with maybe a little help from, you know, um, what's his face? Uh, Miller. 
Yeah. Uh, Who was the lead the lead guy in the movie? Yeah, Miller and uh, Michael Curtis helped with the score and yeah, some stuff. But like other than that, it was basically him. But this movie is basically a a vampire movie, mm-hmm. and like you pointed out, which actually makes sense. It's like it's a vampire movie that has almost like a uh, a, a zombie film feel to it. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, basically, because of the way like the feeding scenes are, it's basically like zombies just tearing apart a body. But it's like a. a, a Zombies fucking starting like or fucking vampires start like infecting a town mm-hmm. and it's just all out chaos and dudes get attacked and then it's them going basically to another town and they're fucking stocking up on like weapons and shit and it's just trying to take down the leader. Yeah, and uh, which is funny because they never really hundred percent go at the leader. But whatever, no, he, it's all he, good. He like kind of like pops in He's and just out. there. Yeah, it's like kind of has like a. Uh, a more like metalhead looking um, David from Lost Boys look to him. Yeah, he definitely has that. Doesn't um, have the 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 spiked mullet. He just has long hair. And he's still rocking a trench coat. Yeah, yeah. He definitely was. Pro- I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say he probably listened to maybe Wasp or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he had a certain look about him where it was like a moment in time, but like. So he was he's he's the leader or the the main you know villain or vampire, and uh, it's kind of cool because um, don't don't forget that these do these people are going to a fucking metal show. Yeah, yeah, which is just an awesome precursor to like what like how how else could you make this cooler than like we're getting in a fucking astro van and going to a fucking metal show like <laughs> but there's all kinds of fucked up people like in hordes you know dude like honestly um <clears throat> fucking outside of like Olaf Wittenbach this is like the like metal splatter movie oh plentiful out of like outside of the shit they were doing in Germany. This is like the thing. Like this is like America's fucking flag on that. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. it's kind of, it's it's fucking sad because okay, so this is shot in uh, Super Eight. Um, but it's sad that this is the only movie he's done. I know. He's got. He had like a. He teased another one like about twelve years ago called like Demon Machine. There's like a. Uh, trailer out for it and like a promo really but nothing ever came of it and it looked fucking bananas and it looked like it would have been fucking amazing um but nothing's come of it this is like the only thing he's done and it's just like if he could have had the same output as like Olaf Ittenbach yeah this I mean the name he could have for himself like the, the fact that no like even like an indie studio or he wasn't able to get fucking like no studio tried to pick him up as like a fucking you're going to be our director and you're going to do these fucking movies type of thing is beyond me because your first time movie and you wrote it you started writing it when you were 17 and this is what it fucking became this movie is fucking amazing it really is and uh, as as we go on I'm, there's some really cool uh, reviews from some very reputable sources on this movie Okay, and we'll get into that, but what the one which is the lesser known of the ones that I read was that this is a horror movie made by horror fans for their peers. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's a, it's 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 not made to impress anybody. It's not made to fucking go anything. It's just we like horror movies. These people like horror movies. Let's make this horror movie 
and people are, who like this shit are going to dig it. And that, to me, is along the lines with, like, um, on a personal level, like a lunch meet or, like, something where it's, like, any average person is probably going to look at it like, man, this is not shot like a major motion picture, not a big backing. But if you're a fucking horror fan, you love this movie. Well, that's the thing. Anything with, like, a... The Super 8 realm, which would uh, honestly goes with hand in hand with the SOV realm. Right. Anybody making those movies, we're making them for themselves and those their friends and the fans of those type of movies. Like you're not fucking trying to win fucking people over who are going to see like the new Fri- Friday the 13th movie. Right. Like these are made for specific like groups of people. Like I just want to make this for myself, but this group is going to fucking hopefully dig it as well. Right, right. Which usually sparks a cult following that sometimes branches out beyond the niche group. Yeah. Sometimes it just like leaks over into like it just becomes like a cult thing, you know, whether it's out of parody. Whoa, why this movie's so bad? It's like you have to see it, or whatever the fuck it is, you know, like this one's actually like okay. Watched a shit ton of SOV horror, mm-hmm. and there's some of it where it's like it's. I enjoy it, but it's like pretty bad. And but you enjoy it for like you said, you enjoy it for fucking certain reasons. Yeah. This does not fall in that fucking realm. Not at all. This movie falls in that fucking realm of it's a super eight film and it's fucking micro budget like a motherfucker. Five K. Mm. Um, I was going to touch on that. Acting Jesus. isn't amazing, but it's nothing that pulls away from anything. And there's not like there's not a lot of fucking dialogue throughout the movie. No. But the way it's fucking shot, the special effects, which is basically what throws this movie over the top, is because of the special effects. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been said that this has, like, at the time, like, the most fucking, like, headshot, head explosions at the time. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, the shots of it, the way they did everything, there's, like, even the, the like, they do the fucking, uh, when the sun comes up, they, they blast up the fucking contrast and the brightness. Mm-hmm. So it's like the, the brightness just saturates, like, the, the, the way they do those shots. So many like good qualities of this fucking movie that yeah. just adds to like this movie's a fucking banger, which I'm not surprised. I'm glad, but I'm not surprised when you came over and you said, I think you just introduced me to one of my like new favorite movies. I'm dead serious, yeah. No, I I mean you've there's been times where you've, you know, chosen a movie or showed me a movie and I'm just like, Wow. And uh I'm not saying that this is like above all the other ones, but like I came home from work today. And I'm like, I need to watch this movie before we do the episode. And I literally did not fucking leave the couch until it was done. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. And the only time that I can really recall you've ever done that was uh, the the Dead Next Door. Yeah. I think we watched, and we're talking, this was 10 years ago, folks. The Dead Next Door and Burial Ground. And I had never seen either one. Because we were making nachos. <laughs> Just a little side story. And you said, what are you in the mood for? Do you want a slasher? Do you want a zombie? Do you want supernatural? Do you want... What do you want? And I said, let's go with some zombie films that I haven't seen. And you just blindly picked out two movies. And we watched The Dead Next Door and Burial Ground. And you're in here fucking chopping up Velveeta cubes. And I'm supposed to be helping you, but I'm not leaving the couch because Burial Ground is the best fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I kind of had that feeling, and maybe it's just because I'm a little loopy coming off of COVID for a week or and a half or whatever the fuck it was, but I'm like, this is an incredible fucking film. Like, Dude, you're not fucking loopy. This is an incredible fucking it's film. It's really fucking good, and I'm really 
fucking bitter that, th- that this it's, was not brought to my attention sooner because like I feel like you're hoarding shit from me for we a have these day. conversations man like I don't <laughs> if I sat and went through all my records I'd probably find some bands and I'm like dude Steve would dig this Steve would dig this but oh. I come across them once in a while and I think about putting them on same thing with movies like I don't just go like if I were to do that like it's just I know I got I got hidden hidden movies in my movies that you dig that you haven't seen yet I got records on my shelf that you have not listened to yet that you'd be like why have you not shown me this band I just don't think about doing it because I gotta fucking like go through and it's like a lot of homework like I don't fucking know next you call me on the horn Uh, I don't know man yeah you know like along the same lines like so like maybe a month and a half ago I stumbled across a band called Acid from the 80s and I was literally offended that never once was it showed to me I bring it to Jared's attention he's like oh dude there's like a fucking uh, I got a, a an EP with two bands on it that do a tribute to Acid yeah they're great and I'm like that's cool shit that could have been brought to my attention yesterday I fucking jammed Acid for like two weeks like this is pinnacle essential listening and I've never I've seen the logo and you know actually listen to it like this is fucking incredible this movie same effect I'm watching it like why the fuck has no one ever said anything to me about this fucking movie and now and now going forward this will be revisited very often I love this movie every fucking nuance of it is great that's like okay so this is like it clocks in at about an hour and a half hour and 23 yeah so for an SOV, which I, I mean, it's Super 8, but I always kind of house those two together. Like, SOV and Super 8, kind of same window. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're made basically by the same type of people who, they weren't fucking filmmakers. They were just wanting to make a movie, for the most part. They couldn't get the backing type of thing. And, like, usually, like, about an hour and a half like, pushing it. True. Fuck, was it Blood Tears? Blood Kiss. Blood Kiss. Jesus, fuck, dude. I think dude, that went on for, like, two hours. It's about a 210. And it's like homeboy with shitty Iron Maiden tattoos banging some chick in a fucking hot tub. And then there's like a walking at an airport. He's walking there's, outside the fucking terminal of an airport yeah, for there's, no reason. Dude, there's so arms. much like cut this shit. Cut this shit up, dude. This should be like an hour tops. <laughs> and But this movie, like nothing feels, it never feels like it drags. Not at all. It's an hour and a half long, never feels like it really fucking drags. Hey, even even like just not to cut you off, but like even like say like a movie like The Dead Next Door has its moments where it's like let's yeah they could have they could have diced it a little bit more correct yeah like they're kind of like like sopping up the gravy with the toast kind of it's like okay still love the film I have mm-hmm. no complaints it's it's a great film oh yeah definitely but this movie just seems to have like a constant flow of like you never get you know. There's never like a um, dragging to to, to no. me. It's just like even with the limited dialogue, like there's shit going on all the time, and it's moving forward, moving forward, moving forward, and just up until the end, which we'll get to, it's just it's like a crescendo of just fucking the waves crash on the shore, and you're just like this is pure lunacy, but done well. There's multiple scenes in this movie where it's like this fucking part needs to be talked about. And then he goes on, and then this fucking part kind of builds. It gets even bigger than that last part. And then the end of the movie comes, which is bigger than that fucking last part. Yeah. And and, and another thing is, like, the set pieces. Like, the segment. There's segments that oh, just yeah. stand out. Well, it's pretty much what this fucking movie is. It's like, 
there's like the loose story of what's going on with the vampires and them needing to like they go to a town and and they're trying to kill them all. Mm-hmm. But it's super loose. Yeah, very vague. It's it, it's mainly a movie just to fucking let's get some splatter going, and they do it very well. Yeah. Like if I if I made one movie in my fucking life and it came out like half as good as Darkness, I'd be content. Yeah, because I was going off a basis of like let's say like twenty minutes into this when I was watching it. Obviously, just looking at it, I'm getting a vibe of it's it's like a DIY, like a very low budget. In the fact that this guy never did anything else. Oh, dude! The first five minutes of this movie. Yeah, I mean instantly just starts off with like the um, dude just running. And it's kind of like nothing going on. He goes into the gas station. Like a minute later, <laughs> like I mean, it's, it's basically just, throws you right into it. Yeah. What right into what you're going to expect from this fucking movie? It escalates very quickly. Straight up, gonna have a good time. Yeah, dude, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But my my first initial, the way my brain works was I, when when I started watching this movie before it became like like my new favorite fucking film like lunch meat the dead next door and i mean this in all this is a positive outlook there was a movie called automat and transfusion mm-hmm. that came Early out 2000s. in the mid 2000s dimension extreme release that actually was not bad was shot very choppy it wasn't horrible if i remember i've only watched it once but it was i watched it when it came out me too. Wasn't horrible. I remember the music being like, okay, at least they're doing something other than whatever, but it still wasn't great. Yeah, it was like scene core type shit. Yeah, yeah, but the premise was these dudes were going to go to a show. Yeah. To see some bands. And they didn't understand why there was no traffic. <laughs> and when they got there, there was no one at the show. And then there's a fucking horde of zombies, and I'm like, okay, this is cool, right? And then there's the whole fetus being ripped out of the thing, and the misfit shirt guy eating it, and like, okay, cool, right? So that's where my brain went when I first started watching this. But then I realized, like, about a half hour in, like, this has way more to offer. It's very original. I've never seen anything quite like this. And even though it's essentially a vampire film, it does have a zombie aesthetic to it where there's hordes feeding on, but they're not eating the flesh. They want the blood. Yeah. They still kept at that. Right. And it all has to be done before sunrise. (laughs) Because game over. Once that sun comes up, it's fucking... Game over, man. Game over. Basically. So, uh, oh, dude. Yeah. Excellent fucking film. And uh, so, like, the, the, the one scene, the first scene that really, like... I mean, there's the gas station scene, obviously. But the scene that's like, dude, I don't know why I just I love it is when he gets to the house and like the fucking comes in with the fucking chainsaw and it's just like zzz, just yeah. buzzing all around that whole fuck every that whole fucking scene. Love it. To the fact where he fucking wears himself out. Yeah. And he's like leaning against the wall like <laughs> yeah, I just went hard. He went hard from like, <laughs> I mean <laughs> Dude, it's like maybe I need to switch to Marvel. Dude, he blew, a, he blew a fucking fuse, man. He was done, dude. They had to change the batteries. He's just leaning against the wall, dude, with the chainsaw like leaning up against it, like, dude. And that, right, to, to me, just little shit like that. I, you have to appreciate it, because I don't know if, it, like, they're like, just keep rolling. We don't have a whole lot of fucking. Like, he's like, dude, I'm fucking cashed out, son. Like, that. Okay, that that scene, absolutely. Because I like that was like okay this stands out for sure, 
for me, one was the dad with the fucking drill. Yeah. The whole creepy standing in the hall with dad. Dad. And it's just like, dude, like, like, (laughs) this, that creepiness, man. You got a flannel. You got like a fucking beard going. It's like fucking dad's. Did he drink Christmas again? What happened? He's fucking like acting weird. (laughs) Like 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 Vic from Sauron. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing missing is a cigar and some flannels with a denim vest, man. And a killer fucking dispo. <laughs> Dude, Vic, actually, Vic, if this ever reaches you, be this guy for Halloween. <laughs> you are the guy. No, fucking, um, that scene was, was great. Yeah. But there is a scene for me that I kind of brought to your attention when I got here that is the scene for me in the whole movie. And I can get into it if you want. Yeah, let's just fucking... What are we doing here? The the, the feeding scene. All right. Yeah, where yeah. there's like five or six of these vampires on a body just going to town. The way it was shot, definitely... Maybe I'm being biased because it's my favorite film ever made, but the original Night of the Living Dead, when the truck explodes and the zombies are feeding on the bodies and how they really focus in and you can just hear every chomp and you can just fucking it's almost like man if if you were to actually witness somebody being fucking devoured alive or devoured that's what it would look like and the way it was shot was great you know and this is blood spurting everywhere and fucking they're just very rabid i love that so cool and that was that's i'm gonna say that that's up, up to this point is my favorite scene in the movie was the feeding scene oh yeah i okay see that Nice little nod to, uh, you know, the undead feeding on a fucking corpse or whatever. We've seen it before. Yeah. You know, how many times have we seen a shower scene that's reminiscent of Psycho? Many. So many. So many. Never seen one that quite captured that feeding scene in Night of the Living Dead like this. Like like this. It just, maybe it's just me, but definitely dug it. I'm like, okay, well, here we go. That's good. That's good for me. I see what you did there. I appreciate it. Oh, I loved it. Oh, yeah, I did. And then they just get up and they fucking get that look in their face. Like, going after the chick with whatever, the new kids on the block shirt, whatever she's doing with the fucking French curled fucking pants and shit. (laughs) (laughs) It gets real, dude. Fucking French curl. Well, French rolled, whatever the fuck it was. Fucking build it and then roll it up yeah yeah make a taper look yeah it's a tapered look man and she <laughs> she, she definitely was rocking it dude our fucking like super young fans are like what the fuck are they talking about they have no idea I was super young when that was even a thing like I don't know anybody who did that well hey man if you ever want a fucking tutorial on how to do that do yourself a favor watch the first Terminator 1984 and when Kyle Reese breaks into the clothing store they do a close-up of his fucking Nike shoes, and he literally shows you how to French roll your pants at the bottom. <laughs> roll them up. He You've fucking s- does. He shows you exactly. <laughs> like the movie Kids, they show you how to roll a blunt from step to step. He fucking, they do a close-in, and he fucking rolls, tucks, and twists. And that motherfucker, good to go for pro and for show. Fuck, he does, God. man. What year? Like, he's very dedicated. Wearing a homeless dude's pants. Yep. Oh God, took my- <laughs> he got laid wearing a homeless dude's pants. He did, man. 
He did, man. Did you see a really bright light? <laughs> so, yeah, if you ever want to learn how to do that, Kyle Reese is your man. <laughs> but, uh, so, anyway. Hey, and by the way, the fashion in this movie is great. Dude, I, yeah, there's fucking... I think I saw there's... One of the vampires, I want to say, was rocking a fucking Injustice for All shirt. I, that makes sense. I seen the the maiden shirt. There's the maiden shirt. Yeah, the maiden shirt, which I want to say was a, a "Can I Play with Madness" shirt from the Seven Sun record. Could be wrong, because, but yeah, definitely a maiden shirt that they kept focusing in on. It was just a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, an Anjustice shirt, absolutely, and uh, a lot of death metal jeans in this movie. Yeah, that early. Early your, 90s death metal. Yeah, your your basic, like, light blue Levi's with the holes in it. No belt, waist high. A lot of death metal jeans in this motherfucker. And a lot of uh, haircuts from that time, too. Shaved on the sides, whatever you got going on. The fucking Jason Newstead look. Fucking yeah, long it was, hair shaved on the sides, I man. was going to say, that was the Newstead look, like, 89-90. Like, that it justice. Fits, dude. Yeah, man. It was the thing, man, and that, which just makes it even cooler. Which kind of feeds into, like, outside of having the fucking, like, the synthy score going on, there's also, like, metal band playing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared had to do some Apostasy. <laughs> yeah. Which I fucking knew it is a local fucking, uh, a local metal band from Wichita. Yep. And they didn't do much. They did this. They did one They had one tape. They had one fucking release called uh, Soylent Green. Came out in fucking uh, 90. Yeah. That's, that's all they had fucking had. Yeah. They had that tape and this movie. That was another thing that kept me uh, kept my attention was like watching the movie. You hear this shit. I'm like, dude, is that cancer? The band cancer? Because like it has that early '90s death metal sound yeah. to it. And I'm like, dude, and it has a familiar sound. And I'm like, they can't. But they couldn't have gotten cancer. Or Sadus was another band that I was thinking of. But yeah, no, it was that. It was the band from Wichita, which had that sound that a few bands had back then. But a couple ripping tracks in there, and the and the actual synth score is pretty fucking good. For it was awesome. I actually read somewhere where somebody said it reminded them of Terminator. I mean, it yeah. Whoever was working the fucking uh, score there, kind of killed it. It was really good, and it didn't. Uh, didn't have a cheese factor to it either. It was very no. It's actually uh, really. It's how a fucking like synth score should be. Yeah, I dug it for sure. Yeah, the score and you know score is like a big thing. Oh yeah, especially like certain scenes when they would like do the synth and then it would lead up to like the death metal playing and shit mixed in very well. Which most of that was Leaf Jonker. Yeah, he had help from Michael Curtis. I don't know how much he contributed, but the way they mixed in the music was fucking really good too. So. So this movie um, had the VHS release on like Film Threat, and I think there might have been another company that did the VHS release. But then Barrel did the DVD release, uh, early two thousands. Had a bunch of like extras, and I think there was like a uh, like a featurette with like making of, not totally making of, but I think it was like interview with the cast and crew. But um, Arrow was supposed to be doing the Blu-ray. Really? That was supposed to be years ago. Oh, wow. And it keeps getting pushed back, and it was initially going to be, like, this October, October 2022, and then there was another update on, like, the Darkness page that said, like, eh, it's getting pushed back to, like, sometime in 2023. Mm. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, man. It keeps getting pushed back. Uh, 
but that kind of leads me into you know with these these movies like Super 8 SOV movies um, like putting them on like getting getting them out there and getting available is awesome do that shit but I hope if, if this still goes through with Arrow that they're not going to do a super fucking like 4K cleanup on it yeah because I'm not trying to see a fucking Super 8 super polished like it, it that to a degree is going to take away from this fucking movie like, it will you just these type of movies do not need to be that crystal fucking clear. I think the main allure to for this movie for me was the way it was shot and the the lower quality. Yeah, and I haven't seen the barrel DVD, but from what I've heard, um, I think Dave, uh, my friend Dave, commented on one of uh, our posts when we were talking about this. He said the barrel DVD like basically keeps the quality of the film. It kind of cleans up a little bit, but it's still. It has that same feel. Like it didn't go super fucking above, but it. I think it was like early two thousand. So how clean were they really doing back then? Yeah, true. But yeah, man, I I wanted to get released, dude. I'd love for him to have this release through Arrow. Hmm. Would be I think huge. Yeah, like that's kind of saying something. Um, I just hope they do it justice and don't go fucking uh, too heavy handed. I hope they kind of appreciate the fact that this is not fucking like. A 35 millimeter fucking film that needs to get cleaned up. This was a fucking Super 8 film that doesn't need to get fucking that fucking polished. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, things doesn't need to be uh, ultra 4K. No, man, like fucking, I mean, we we do not hide the fact that like we appreciate VHS quality. Absolutely. Like if this is what it was, let's fucking, like, you don't need to polish it that much. Yeah, clean it up a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense, you know, just to modernize it a little bit. Which would only bring in a new generation of people that are like, well, this isn't so bad, I guess, right? Because, I mean, there's a lot of these young bucks can't handle the fucking way the shit was shot back then, especially a movie like this. But, like, no, there's yeah. a lot going on here where it would bring in someone younger that would be like, whoa. Because there's fucking the gore in this, and there's just blood spraying everywhere all the time. And it's like... All the effects in the movie are fucking great. Yeah, they really are. And there's one I pointed out to you today. And I'm like, dude, honestly, that's ingen- that's genius. Especially like you're you're working with what you have at the time. Mm-hmm. The fucking scene where it's like at the end of the movie, and the dude supposedly died, and then he like opens his eyes and he like cuts the guy's leg. Um, and they sh- they show his fucking leg, and he's basically holding a fucking ribeye steak under his pant leg. Yeah, it's like a like a four point five ounce ribeye, just it's like fucking with a hole amazing. In his- yeah, and dude. I'm like, that's a ribeye steak, dude. But like. The way it was shot, if you're really fucking paying attention, you can see it, but you get the gist of it, that's yeah. it, and that's all you need. That's all you need. And now Ultra 4K fucks that up bad. Oh, that dude, just yeah, you, you fucking, it. if you fucking bring this shit up to fucking, like, <laughs> futuristic levels. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, the people are like, that's a fucking steak. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, we don't need that. that. That doesn't need to be done, but yeah. But that's fucking amazing. Like, I love that shit. Like, because honestly, that's fucking smart. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a micro budget and you want that to look, how do you do it? Like, I don't know, get some raw meat. I don't know, just get a fucking steak. It's just going to be the small scene. And honestly, it makes sense. And that's fucking smart. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that, that whole ending, that whole scene. Well, fuck, we didn't even talk about the holy water fucking lake scene. Oh, yeah, there's that too. Oh, God, yeah. That's the only, like, 
awful to me i mean there's a lot going on the people can be like well this this is fucking weird this is fucking crazy but like the off the wall thing to me is like he had like a half of a two liter of bottle of holy water that he yeah. poured into an entire fucking lake and somehow that was enough to start killing all these vampires yeah they were like being like just they were disintegrating like yeah, dude. The they guy on the shore, like, like they're fucking thrashing. They're fucking going. Yeah, it's like a half dude. Like his legs are gone. <laughs> yeah, he got like somehow washed up on shore, and he was like chopped in half and just like completely open, like rib cage, everything. But legit to me, that is the only scene that's like, come on, man, a, a half of a two liter of holy water into a lake. But with that said, that is the only thing in my mind that I was like, really. Still was cool, though. Yeah, I mean, it's still cool. Like, the, the outcome of it was fucking amazing. Absolutely. But nothing else... That's that's kind of saying, like, that's the only thing that I could say, like, that's kind of ridiculous. But it's not really that fucking ridiculous at all. No. Especially when you're talking about, like, a, an eight, uh, Super 8 film. Mm-hmm. This, we keep saying it, and I'm going to keep sucking saying it. This film is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. It's shot well. It's done well. The acting isn't amazing, but it's not horrible. Like, it's a great fucking movie. If, like, you're a fan of, like, splatter films and you have not seen Darkness, fucking see Darkness. I highly recommend it, yeah. Yeah, very good. I'll probably end up watching it again tomorrow, honestly. Um, but I did want to get into... Uh, a couple of the reviews because and they're very short they're like a fucking oh, yeah. sentence right but bloody disgusting okay uh, three out of five stars called it a diamond in the rough how big is bloody disgusting to this day yeah they're I mean, a bigger, now, they're a bigger fucking site I mean that's a big outlet for people to like a good source to like turn to when you're looking for you know new horror and shit yeah um, and and they just basically said that it attained a cult following because of the gore alone, not to mention the other stuff. Uh, and then uh, DVD Verdict uh, said that despite any shortcomings, this is a movie made by horror film fans for their peers. You can feel the passion seeping off the screen, and somehow... A movie that should be fodder for the Mystery Science Theater 3000 becomes a rollicking good time. A movie like this, you would think, would end up somewhere where it's getting roasted by, like... But it's the key thing. They took this fucking... They, there's some lightheartedness to it, a little bit, like, goofiness to it, mm -hmm. but it's, like, so minimal, and everything else about this movie is serious. And they never do, like, a goofy score part. They never do anything, like, super tongue-in-cheek. Nope. Like, it's it's very fucking dry and serious. And I think that helps this. It, it fucking helps it. Yeah. And, like, the biggest one, though, is Horror Hound. Horror Hound named it the goriest vampire film of all time. Think about how far out Horror Hound stretches as far as mainstream and how many fucking vampire movies are under the umbrella of Horror Hound. The brand Horror Hound. Yeah. For them to say that this is the goriest vampire film of all time is kind of fucking a good accolade to have. Especially for a guy that only made one movie on 5K shot and done the way it was done. That's you can hang your hat on that. You know? 
so some pretty cool reviews for sure from some pretty reputable companies yeah this movie I mean I think overall for the most part gets a decent praise for it yeah there was only one negative review and it was like very like whatever they just kind of said it was um, one of the cheapest silliest and splatteriest no budget horror flicks you'll ever likely come across and that's not even that bad of a review but bro are you seriously saying this is the silliest <clears throat> that tells me that line alone just those couple words the silliest no budget you haven't watched that many that just says you haven't really delved into like the whole no budget okay, you've like never SOV seen fucking shit you've never seen dead alive because that's some silly shit dude fucking see video violence you want to see some fucking silly shit? There's some silly shit in there, man. Like, that's just just telling me that you have not really delved into, like, SOV Super 8, like, really low-budget fucking, like, yeah. fan-made type, that era of yeah. making movies. Like when, like, when I think silliness, I'm thinking, like, like Dead Alive or Army of Darkness or, you know, just over-the-top silliness. This has none of that. It doesn't even, to me, I mean, there's no, no silliness to it to me. It might it might be like viewed that way by some people, but like this is fucking all business to me. It's like on the budget that they had and the way that they went about it. it I think you get a lot of people who look at these type of movies and they're like, "Oh, it has no budget. These fucking actors aren't really actors," and they kind of like translate that to, "Oh, it's fucking silly. It's fucking whatever. What?" And they don't take things in consideration. I can watch this movie. There's nothing fucking silly about it to me. Nah, not to me either. I don't fucking see anything. No. A- absolutely killer fucking movie. I don't have anything else on this movie, um, notes-wise or anything else, but... No, I mean, banger fucking film. I'm really stoked you dug it. I knew you would. I just didn't know how much. Yeah, um, no, I really liked it. It's uh, it's a staple now. I'll probably go after the DVD if I can find it somewhere. I mean, it's on YouTube for those who might be interested in seeing it that haven't. It is on YouTube with Greek subtitles, but it is in English. As I upload on YouTube, there's uh, obviously the Barrel DVD. There's one or two VHS versions out there. Um, Oh, actually, yeah, there's also the Vulture Video did a VHS release of this. Oh, really? Yeah, like 10 years ago. They ended up doing like a big box release of it. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, if you guys, anyone wants to, like, check this movie out that hasn't seen it, it is on YouTube. Yeah, if you just want to watch it, just fucking go on YouTube and check it out. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Absolutely worth it. Um, it's it's one of those movies where it's, it's, it's good, so you need to just sit down and fucking watch it. But mm-hmm. it's also one of those movies, if you're just fucking hanging out, and it's with friends and cracking some cans, this is a good one to put on. Oh, because the, the fucking gore... That, that dude, the fucking that the holy water lake scene, the fucking end scene, mm-hmm. which we end. never really talked about that end scene. God, it's so good, and it just escalates and gets better and better and better, man. Like it's pretty much like so the gore effects on this whole fucking movie are uh, great, and then they're over the top and they're fucking amazing. But yeah, that you get to that end scene where like the fucking sun basically comes up, and it's just vampires fucking losing their shit fucking blowing up yeah but it's fucking so like 
gross looking and fucking splatter and oh my god if you if you're a fucking fan of splatter films and you have not seen this fucking movie you need to see this fucking movie because for that last scene alone everything else is going to tide you over you're going to enjoy everything else but you fucking get to that last point it's going to be fucking great oh yeah i don't want to oversell it like it's it's solid don't go in thinking like um, like high expectations but it's fucking amazing yeah i actually put it up there with um what the fuck is it it's burning moon i think right where the last there's that scene of hell i think it's burning moon yeah burning moon and there's the whole scene of hell where it's like crazy shit this is kind of that end scene of this movie is kind of would be could be parallel with that it's complete chaos but it's controlled chaos exactly yeah and this is where I kind of said this movie's fucking for fans of like Olaf Ittenbach absolutely yeah yeah it definitely fits into that niche like this was Leaf Leaf kind of did a one and done with this one which kind of sucks I wish he would have come through with fucking like Demon Machine but to me, this he if he could have kept going and could have kept making movies, I feel like this would have been like the American equivalent to Olaf Ittenbach. And that's that's a pretty big compliment, man. Dude, this fucking movie's amazing. Yeah. So that's Darkness, 1993. Uh, yeah. Leaf Junkers, Darkness, also known as. Darkness, the vampire version. Check it out if you haven't. Absolutely. So we're gonna we're gonna move ahead, and I want to know what Jared has been watching because I have a very short list of things that I've watched recently. It's been a while since we did an episode, so oh, fuck, man. Um, yeah, it's been a while since so I don't know. I just put a small list together. Yeah. Um, so, Living Dead at Manchester Morgue. Excellent. Still hails as, like, one of my favorite zombie movies. That's uh, Jimmy, our friend. That's his? Let sleeping corpses lie. That's his... Uh, Hell yeah, dude. He never calls it by Living Dead. And he's like, oh, fucking... He loves that movie. And for it's good amazing. reason. Oh, honestly, yeah. It's honestly one of my favorite zombie movies. No, it's fucking perfection. Love that fucking movie. Yep. Um, Bird with Crystal Plumage. Nice. Uh, Stage Fright. Obviously, that's also one of my favorite movies. I've actually watched that recently as well. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, I watched a handful of other stuff. I can't fucking remember. Uh, but I, I actually went and seen a newer movie. Bored. I'm alone. Oh. I, I live alone now, so I'm fucking bored as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, how am I feeling my days? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I fucking went and seen Black Phone. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that on air. Not bad. Um... I went into it thinking it was going to have some weird fucking, like, um, twist to it that was going to be fucking off-the-wall bananas because it was a fucking Joe Hill book. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, it's going to... But it honestly, for the most part, there's a little fucking, um, like... Th- there's that little bit of not straightforwardness, but it's it didn't bother me. It's mainly... It's basically a straightforward fucking, like, dude from the 70s, like, grips up kids and kills them. Okay. Yeah. Like, there's no weird fucking extravagant off the wall fucking twist. I did not mind the movie at all. Yeah, and I remember you saying nothing negative. Yeah, I had really nothing bad to say about it. But just the fact that there was nothing negative said, like, yeah, you know me. I'll I fucking, have to watch it. I'll like, fucking say some cause, shit because, like, the dudes at my work, they're very surface level. Like, uh, let me just kind of paint a picture for you. There's, I work with twins. They're both 22. Very 
franchise horror. They're just getting into it. I feel like we can we can we can get them in. No, and I've been working with them, right? So uh, I actually brought up the Hellraiser trailer that you sent me, and Trevor knew about it. But these guys, they have multiple tattoos. They're kind of sleeved out, but it's like, and I'm not making fun of anybody, but like Annabelle, um, I think Trevor has like a whole section of his arm is like scenes from Annabelle. And then like Travis has a lot of the, the Freddy Jason stuff like sleeved out. I, I ended up giving Travis um, a VHS of uh, Halloween with the hologram cover to give his son. And uh, you know, their power jacks are all like littered with like Freddy stickers and shit. And I'm like, I can work with that. So anyway, uh, the black phone was coming out, and Trevor was like, hey, man, this movie's awesome. Me and Travis went and seen it when it was debuted at midnight. We waited in line. We were excited for it. They're into the new horror stuff. And I'm like, so I brought it up to you, right? And I'm like, I, I kind of want to check this out. And I remember there's a few times where I was like, man, we should go check out whatever new movie was coming out. And you're like, ah, I don't want to see that. And then I hop on Instagram and I see that you got a fucking ticket stub to Black Phone <laughs> and I fucking basically kicked a hole in my wall. Like, that's amazing. But the cool thing is, I subscribe to Peacock because WWE Network is with Peacock, so I can watch Black Phone at any time for free, and I'm going to get the new Halloween. I don't have to go to a theater to see it, and I've been meaning to get around to see Black Phone. My brother Dan says it sucked. His girlfriend said it was awesome. You said it wasn't that bad, and that's the only opinion I need. If a new horror movie comes out or a remake and you say, eh, I'm like, I got to see it. Because usually it's like, fuck that, this shit sucks. You know, you know I remember me, when man. Suspiria like, came out, like, people I'm were just fucking, like, fuck this, I'm not I'm interested. pretty easy going with shit. Like, I don't go too fucking, like, extreme when, like, the new shit. I'll at least, at least check it out and go with an open mind. But if I'm not vibing with it, dude, I'll fucking tell you. No, I know. I know. And usually that means that I won't really vibe with it. Not always. Sometimes I'm like, hey, man, you know... Dude, the we best, differ on some things, but the best fucking review I heard, which really actually wasn't a review, I was at a fucking uh, it was at when Forward played, Forward from Japan came over and they played the precinct and they did a fucking uh, with the show was also like a fucking rummage sale, like people had shit set up selling like a flea market in the basement, right? And I was flipping through records and like across from me was fucking Tim, and then uh, his friend Lewis, not. Massacre Lewis, but this other dude, Lewis. Yeah. And it was around when the Suspiria remake came out. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fucking Lewis was like, telling me about this. He's like, yeah, dude, I fucking just saw that. You know, I don't think it was too bad. Like, and Lewis is a cool dude. Like, he he's legit. And he's like, yeah, you know, fucking, I didn't think it was too bad. And Tim was like, really? I fucking saw it. I thought it was the worst movie I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually brought that up to him around that time somewhere when I seen him. I was like, dude, you... I think Jared said something like, you didn't dig the Suspiria remake. He's like, oh, that's fucking shit stupid. That shit sucked. He, like, buried it. And I'm like, well, I got And I still haven't seen it because... Well, it's like, hey, we're going to remake it. And, and they, did, they You always go one or two paths with a remake. You right. either try to make it what the, re, what the original was, but just, like, newer updated. Or you're like, we need to go fucking against the grain and go opposite. And their whole thing was they went fucking opposite. Oh, the Suspiria is known for its bright fucking colors, and so we're gonna go fucking earth tones and muted fucking colors and shit. And they changed a few things around, and it's like fuck. 
Yeah, I still haven't seen it. But yeah, so. I just lost it when he said that. Like, he's so blunt about it. That's funny because that's the worst fucking movie I've ever oh, seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tim don't give a fuck. He'll, he'll fucking tell you, dude. Yeah, but he on the same on the same token, he'll also like, you know, defend movies that most people. Oh, absolutely. I've heard he him be like, hey, will. Man, "Don't fucking shit on it. It's not that bad." He you was know, defending you're... Walking Dead. I'm like, yeah, I gave up after like season two. He's like, dude, they gave us like six seasons worth of quality stuff, yeah. and I'm like, dude, they gave us like two. <laughs> like yeah. he was all like, he was on board for that long, and mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you can't like that's fair. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I totally intend on. Checking out Black Phone. Uh, and the Halloween when it comes out. The Hellraiser. I Dude, probably, I haven't even seen the last Halloween. I haven't either. Kills? I haven't, I haven't seen either. Kills. I haven't either. And it was on Peacock for free for fucking... Uh, 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 when it came out for the longest time, never watched it. Never once. I just... I'm sorry, man. I just... I'll check it out eventually. Yeah. I mean... I, I went to the theater to see the 2018 yeah. one. And it was okay I guess but you know it is what it is I guess but um, I honestly dude I'm just going off of most recent uh, I watched the shutters got the 100 most scariest mo- movie moments or whatever thing that they're doing and every Wednesday they release like another 20 it's yeah. a countdown it's like a list and you and I talked about it back in the day. Monster Vision had something, or TNT, or someone had something like that going on. Where, yeah, I can't remember the channel. They were like the hundred hundred scariest movie moments or whatever. Yeah, and every year they would kind of go through it and break it up into parts. Yeah, and like the last three were like Exorcist, Jaws, like we we. And I thought that's what this was, but it's not. It's like a new list with newer movies and older movies peppered in. And it's actually kind of a cool watch. So I've been watch. I only seen the first two episodes, so I didn't watch this past Wednesday's um, episode. But I, I'll probably catch up with that this weekend. But definitely cool. Uh, I you know checking that out. I uh, just randomly threw in the original Hills Have Eyes. Shit, that's been a minute. Yeah, and I still love that movie. I mean, for that time, that had to have terrified the. F- fuck out of people I mean that was a menacing fucking film for 77 man oh yeah um the boogeyman I mean you know where I stand on that it's October time the boogeyman to me is the perfect October film boogeyman 1980 by the way not 2000 fucking five let me specify the boogeyman and not fucking return of boogeyman not Mr. Boogity not Mr. Boogity friends do not let friends watch return of boogeyman which is basically just flashbacks. It's a woman sitting in a bathtub flashing back to scenes from the original Boogeyman that has nothing to do shittiest movie ever made. So kind of like Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Yeah, but way worse. You don't even <laughs> but, get a garbage day. You get fr- like... But friends do let friends check out Mr. Boogity. Yeah, which you and Slasher Dave turned me on to that. I had no idea what the fuck that was. You're like, dude. Everyone like, needs to know Mr. Boogity, dude. dude. You're the fucking snick. Fucking. I'm like, all right, dude. I wish I had the fucking. I had that. Uh, my grandma had that shit taped off TV. And for the longest time, like, nobody knew what the fuck I was talking about. I didn't. About. I had no fucking So I kept idea. that shit to myself. I knew what I was talking about. Slasher I know Dave was it. all over it. Yeah, Dave brought it up. I'm like, fuck yeah, somebody else. And then all of a sudden, like, it kind of came out and fucking. Disney Plus came out, which 
shit started blowing up that right. like, people wouldn't think was Disney. And I'm like, fucking Mr. Boogity. <laughs> yeah, Dave's all about that shit. Like, he was like, oh, do you remember the ones? And I'm like, dude, you're getting, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. But hey, he knows that shit. Um, I threw in the changeling. It was, mm. a, I had to do it. God, dude, that was a movie I watched with my buddy when we were in like middle school. His dad had a uh, tape of it. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Watching I mean, that as a kid in like a very dark house can fuck with you. <laughs> and that's a really good film for that. Like a, yeah. just all the lights off kind of thing. And you know, it, the, the whole thing with the three that I just named off, going into October, I always reach for classics. And throughout the year, I'm not going to watch really The Exorcist or like The Changeling or like, because how many fucking times have I seen them? But when it comes time for October, I make exceptions. Yeah. Changeling has to go on. You know, The Hills Have Eyes have to go in. Like, Dude, I keep my fucking like fall screenings to like more fall movies. Yeah, for sure. I go with the classics, man. Yeah. Like it has to be like, the movie has to have a fall feel to it. It has to be like around Halloween or something. Like, in the coming weeks, like, the blob's going to come out, the fog's going to come out, the thing's going to come out, Monster Squad's going to come out, things like that, you know, to me. Um, but I watched uh, the unsane version of Tenebrae. Watch that cut shit. I did on purpose, just because. Hide and Go Shriek. It was great. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, that movie's amazing. Uh I just do. I think I like it most more than most people do. And uh, legit, twice I've watched Dead Dudes in the House. Fuck yeah, dude. Do it up. You're the one who told me about that movie. You need to watch Dead Dudes in the House. It's on Tubi now. Watch that shit. I have the VHS under the title of House on Tombstone Hill. Yep. With the fucking dagger coming down. Yes. Yeah. But it's also known as Dead Dudes in the House, and it's a fucking great, great fucking pop some cans and watch. And that's all I've been watching, with the exception of three and a half seasons of Cheers and <laughs> a whole shit ton of Doug Stanhope stand-up. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> Fucking Doug Stanhope. That's my hero. And he's doing a U.S. tour, and he's not coming anywhere near here, and I'm pissed off about it. Take my money, Doug. Come to fucking anywhere around here. It's all like fucking Phoenix and fucking... He's doing like a West Coast tour? He always plays Portland. He always plays Phoenix. And he always plays West Coast. I think the closest he comes here is like Chicago or something like that. He has this very fucking niche because he's a very niche comedian. Oh, yeah. I mean, not everyone's into his shit. He really toes that line. But uh, to me, if I was to elect one stand-up comic that's going to carry the torch that Carlin and Hicks left behind, it's him because he gives no fucks and cares not but is smart and funny as fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, lot, lots of Doug Stanhope. It's all over Tubi. He's got, like, almost all of his shit on there. So, yeah, that's what I've been watching, man. I know Pluto has, like, all the Carlin. All the Carlin just got uploaded, and it's on Tubi as well. I feel like those two kind of match. They kind of probably get the same fucking shit. Yeah, you you see a lot of duplicates for sure. Yeah. Uh, so what have you been listening to, man? Shit. Uh, let's see what I've been listening to. Um, actually, a lot of fucking SOB from Japan. I fucking love that band. 
As you should. Zach from Shit Life burned me a CD in like 2007 that had all the entire SOB, Insect Warfare, and the Violence. Nice. It was a very random... Because I told him I wanted to get into like more grind and stuff back. Yeah. This was fucking long time ago, man. He, I think he had just started with Shit Life. Okay. And SOB. Holy fuck, man. That's some ripping shit, man. It's Dude. like got a thrashy grind fucking... Like that early shit has like... It's not like that... Because later stuff, they got more of that like super grindy sound. Like it's a like gutturally phobia, type of... Phobia yeah. kind of... Yeah. The early stuff like um, has like that Japanese thrash mm-hmm. sound to it. Like 86, I think, was uh, the Leave Me Alone, like 7-inch, I think. And then like 87 was the Don't Be Swindle That's... album, which is fucking... Amazing. Yeah, that's the one. Don't be swindles fucking fire. Yeah, that is there. That's the that's the pinnacle. Um, yeah, dude, fucking amazing. Fucking love them. Like just that standard tuning chainsaw distortion. Yeah, just, dude. Yeah, that early stuff. Yeah, later on they did get more like pissed, kind of like a phobia or like a. Still good, but. So this year, this this year, I've been like. I'll find one, and then I'll find another one because it wears it out. But I'll, I'll get my like feel good record. That's my record that kind of puts me in my fucking good mood for the day, or like whatever. Uh, and uh, the one that's been happening for the last month or two has been fucking Scorpions. Blackout. Fucking blackout, <laughs> dude. That's been my fucking like mood elevator album right fucking there, dude. Like I go in the shower, it's on. I'm listening to shit while I'm brushing my teeth. I get off of work, like log off, shut my laptop, put fucking blackout on on the turntable. As soon as I drop that needle, Moose is behind me because he's fucking playtime. Because as soon as he hears a record in the house, he's like, "We're fucking playing." Yeah. And so I've been listening to that shit a dumb amount. It's <sighs> stupid how much I've been listening to that fucking record. It's a great record, man. And I like severe like other scorpions. Then I come back to fucking blackout because like that's my feel good record right now. Mm-hmm. Um, straight up having a good time when I listen to that. Pulled out. It got me back into playing guitar because I like I need to learn fucking blackout. Fucking learn how to play blackout on guitar, which is awesome. Like, That's where we go. Bringing the bass over. We're gonna jam some Scorpions. I'm actually excited about that. Uh, fucking Motorhead. Been fucking going through that. Obviously. Um, uh, fucking Discharge. Been listening to some of that shit. I mean, kind of just basic stuff. That's always I'm always listening to. Um, so this is a band. I don't think I've ever showed you these guys. Um, maybe you know them though. I don't know. Um, Zadkiel from Japan. No. Like okay, like early '80s, early mid '80s. Like 80, I think they they were only around from like '84 to '85. They put out like one fucking <laughs> EP. <coughs> called, you serious? Yeah, called Hell's Bomber. It came out '86. The, the, the fucking the release came out after they broke up. Oh shit! Um, and I think there might have been like another EP after that, but I can't remember. I think so. I think there might have been actually okay. So there might have been two EPs, um, but the either way, both came out after they broke up. It's kind of like a fucking. They're a Japanese like metal band, but they kind of have almost their sound. Kind of has like a Motorhead, um, kind of like almost like black rock and roll feel to it. Cool, really? Yeah, they're fucking amazing. Like you smell oil in a. Smoky Garage. <laughs> They're fucking great, dude. They oh, have that yeah, fucking yeah. vibe to it, dude. That's cool. Well, fuck, dude. We I'll show have... them to you guys. I'll show them to you. I'll show uh, them to you. Absolutely. I'm actually intrigued. 
Again, 100% worth checking out. Um, just fucking lay it all on me. Fucking, like, here's Darkness from 93. By the way, here's the Japanese Motorhead. <laughs> they kind of have that sound. I'm no, I know. I, that way. They kind of have that fucking like, sound to them. Still cool. It's like that more of that rock and roll fucking metal. Amazing. Like I mean, dude, That's dude, legit. Spot record you just put on was fucking ignorant. Good, dude. Charisma. Good God. Shit, you that fucking I never just realized killing I never, me. Man. I never realized I never put that one on for you. You never did. I would have remembered that, dude. I mean, because like, okay, just short story, not to cut him up, but like, dude, okay, so one of Jared's favorite fucking bands ever. It has been since I've known him was Sabat, dude. From Japan, right? And I've heard like the old stuff, which had this like black in like black metal, super raw production. He puts this fucking record on before we start recording this episode, and I'm just hearing these amazing guitar solos. It's metal the fuck out, and I'm like, this can't be the same band, but it is. And I'm like, I would lean more towards that era, you know. And hey, sue me. For saying that I like Grave New World era Discharge more than the fucking uh, the early D beat fucking dude, that's the thing with that. Okay, that's just me. If you though. don't come from punk and that raw punk background, it's totally understandable. Just saying, man. You know, like I. It took punks. It took punks almost like a decade to really warm up to Grave New World. Then all of a sudden, it became cool to like Grave New World. Yeah, which makes sense. And then there was also like Poison Idea went like hair metal or whatever they do. Okay, dude, another sideline. We're going to spur off of this comment for a minute. <laughs> Some of these bands. I, oh, my God. I remember fucking picking you up, and I had Discharge, and I was rocking, uh, was it uh, Society's Victim, which is a collection of all their shit. And the part of the disc I was on, uh, fuck, I can't always forget the name of this fucking song, but it's like the whole Grave New World era, like once they changed from being like DB raw punk, basically, to fucking being like hair metaled out. Lack of a better term. Yeah. And you get in, you're listening to it, you're like, that's a fucking. Uh, that's a Motley Crue riff. That's a Motley Crue riff. That's they, live wire, dude. They literally <laughs> took the live wire riff and just fucking just. There was, they weren't even trying to hide it. And I never really f- fuck with Motley Crue at even point of like hearing a lot of the stuff. And I'm like, oh, is it funny? Ha ha ha! Like it must sound similar. And then I finally put on Livewire. I'm like, holy shit! That's like the legit. That's the fucking straight up Livewire riff. I'm they like, just I'm do like, something different at the end, a little different. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but you know, so, like, Cal knew what he was doing. Cal knew what was up. I get, I, dude. I hear it, and I don't know fucking discharge from anything. I'm like, okay. So this riff goes and I'm like okay and then the live wire riff goes and I'm like who is this you're like discharge I'm like fuck off no it's not this is a fucking Motley Crue cover band you're like no this is the discharge I'm like holy fuck what happened and then you had to give me a whole fucking history lesson well what happened was they moved away from raw DB punk and started playing metal I'm like well they just ripped off Motley crew it's like when you put on carrier and they're playing the bon jovi fucking <laughs> runaway riff i'm like they just ripped off runaway dude excellent new album band but fuck can we be any more obvious even the synth lines were like yeah just rip that off just do that like okay what's the other one i'd always forget the the order um leaf hound they have that one song that's a complete rip of another fucking song yeah it's uh 
<laughs> I know what you're talking about. Leaf Hound, uh, the grower of mushroom record. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. It's like... It's like, bro, that's... that. The riff you ripped off became a very fucking famous fucking, like, song. I think, I think it was a zap, maybe a zap or something where you're just like, yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those things back then. Yeah. Who who would have imagined the internet being what it was? Like, we're in England. This band's from the States. Like, no one's going to know we fucking ripped them off. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if anyone <laughs> figures it out. Fast 30 years. Yeah, and dude. Everything's on YouTube. Yeah. And you can, like, literally just be, like, put them side to side. Mm-hmm. And now people are doing mashups with shit like that, dude. It's stupid. Love it. But, uh, yeah. So there's that. <laughs> there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck around with that Sabat record and that Grave New World Discharge era, dude. I'll fuck with that. But Dude, I'm, I, I was one of those people who, like, when I... Because I got into Discharge younger, obviously. Um, I didn't fuck with... There was a cutoff point for me. Yeah. Where I was oh. like, dude, fuck that. I'm not fucking with that. Like, this is this is discharge. Fucking why? Fucking hear nothing, see nothing. This is fucking discharge. Yeah. And like, never again. And then you get older and you really start branching out and really listening to shit. And then you fucking come back to, like, the later era of discharge. And you're like, all right, it's not these albums, but it's not horrible. When you're, when you're half out of it on a couch at three in the morning... And you hear free will burning, That's and then just... a couple years later, you're like, you know what? Grave New World's not that bad. <laughs> Welcome to my fucking world. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Like, I, uh, dude, okay, man. Like, we get it. Like, it's, it's not all bad. I'm not saying it's all, you know. Only certain bands can pull that off, though. Like a jump, like that, or a twist on their sound, like. I was really digging that Sabat shit, man. But um, are you jamming anything else, dude? That was that was that's the, it. Dude, I mean, I'm, I've I've put on more. I know I have, but I'm I've seen you with had that Deep list. Purple Burn fucking in there. Yeah, dude, Deep Purple's made an Uriah appearance. Heap, Uriah Heap. Heap's made it. My neighbors have probably heard that. <laughs> like demons, I had my has I had my doors and windows open. My neighbors are sitting on their at their patio having a fire, and I know they heard fucking Uriah Heap. But they're fucking old hippies, so they probably dug it. Oh, for sure. They're yeah. probably like, Jared's a punk dude. Why the fuck is he listening to this? Yeah, demons and wizards, man. Fucking when uh, we first moved in, um, I guess my neighbors told me this because I mean they're they're kind of cool. They'll just tell you shit. They're like, yeah, you guys you guys first moved in, we didn't know what to make of you, and uh, we made a comment in front of one of our kids, and her kids like. They had many kids, but this one was the only one that was still living in the house, and she's now, like, grown up and moved away. Yeah, yeah. She made some kind of comment about me, and uh, her daughter was like, Mom, they're punks. And they're so what do you mean? She's like, dude, they're they're punks. They're like, they're, they kind of have the same beliefs you do. They just listen to different shit and dress a little different. <laughs> nice, yeah. And she was like, well, okay. <laughs> right. And then, the, like, fucking fast forward 10 years, and I'm, like, smoking a J and, like, around the fire pit with them. <laughs> they're so cool, man. Yeah, they're good people. I fucking love John and Mary, man. Always a good exchange with them. There's only been a few times, but good people, good folks, man. There's only been, like, there was the one time when I tried to have him band practice here after midnight. Yeah. And uh, That's a given, though. And they came and knocked into the door, which I clearly didn't hear because we were in band practice, and it was fucking Cody's ex, Natalie. Yeah. Came down. She's like, hey, so your neighbor's here? And I'm like, what? And they came upstairs, and she's like, he's like, yeah, 
can you just keep it down? My wife's sleeping. I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm sorry, John. Like, I thought I had the window blocked off enough. And that's when I realized that sound travels more than I thought it did. Yeah. Because I had everything blocked off on that side of the house. Like, dude, they should not hear anything. Yeah. And yeah. And it yeah. wasn't, you guys weren't playing Enya or Pure Moods or anything. No, it? dude. It was it's like just... the, the new Abe Lincoln stuff, which never got recorded. <laughs> just straight fucking. It was like the most angry. Symbol de- stall PB. <laughs> the most angry, depressing, like pissed off fucking like go hang yourself. The good Abe Lincoln. Yeah. The stuff I like. Yeah. When I was oh, in, I liked all of it. When I was in a way. Yeah. Someone asked me, like, when I did one of those um, anonymous question things, someone was like, dude, what's up with Abe Lincoln? I'm like, dude, it's fucking deader than dead. Oh, yeah. I'm like, really wish we could have recorded the last shit we wrote. Yeah. I'm like, because that was by far my favorite shit. Like, the most angry, the most pissed off, and the most, like, 100% PV stuff. Right. I'm like, it was ignorant. I remember hearing the stuff before that, which was good. But that one demo. Oh, yeah. Oh, the demo. If if you got the CD, you got no samples. But if you got the tape, you got fucking samples. I got the tape. Still have the tape. And I had a tape deck in the fucking Infinity. (laughs) The 98 Infinity. And that fucking thing flipped over about nine times a day. It's like, well, yeah. It's like and five I, and I, it was to the demo, point, dude. It was to the point to where I could literally roll up and speed up if I had to, or slow down at a red light and hit that fucking Friday the Thirteenth NES. <laughs> like, yeah, like I had that fucking thing mapped out. Awesomeness. I don't think Cody knew. Like, I mean, I know he he probably knew what some of them were from, but like, he never even had. He never gave me input. He never cared. And I'm like, I'm going to pick out a shit ton of samples that I want. Like, let me know. He's like, no, just do it ever. I'm like, all right, man. Summer school fucking. I did some summer school demos. I did a fucking Charles Bronson de- <laughs> as in fucking Texas sample. Okay. As in Black and Decker. Fucking Friday 13th NES sample. Fucking there's the fucking Breakfast Uncle Club Buck. sample. There's the Uncle Buck sample. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of virtual killing? <laughs> like, dude, you laid that on me. I'm like, dude. We're going to do karate in the garage. <laughs> yeah, because that was around the time we first oh, hung out. I'm like, dude, this guy. So you didn't know me for fucking anyone. I did. I give you my I'm demo. Like, You're like, yeah, I'm in this band. Here's my demo. And at the time, we only had the cassettes, not the CDs. And you were like. And Bender's on the fucking cover, and he's my hero. Like, no, he's not. He's on our shirt. He was on the shirt. Oh, it was the shirt. Okay. The cover well, was fucking the dude. I think dude I had who, the shirt before I even yeah. heard your fucking band. You're like, hey, I The got cover a shirt. was a dude who blew his head off, and you don't see it, but he's like laying on his bed with a gun next to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, funny enough, uh, to the point, which is. I, it's one of my favorite, like, PV bands, newer PV hardcore bands. They're great, yeah. Ended up using that same image as the center logo of their fucking. Uh, one of their seven inches. Really? Yeah. I was like, that's funny. Yeah, they got a. Um, recently within the past like 10 years like a compilation or a collection of oh rotten to the core put out a fucking uh there's like 40 or 50 tracks on it and it's fucking amazing yeah because you were like hey man if you're if you're jamming pv tonight dude to to the the point point. it's like members of fucking uh like contrast or not contrast attitude no that's not even pv uh members of um wow yeah around that time i was digging into like neanderthal uh is that the yeah. fucking uh, yeah? Yeah, that sounds like one of the OG fucking like uh, with the West with Coast the head cut, 
Yeah, yeah. In, the, in uh, yeah. Column of Heaven, Apartment 213. Like, he's digging all that fucking shit up, man. And you were, like, to the point. I was like, oh, shit. And then, uh, fuck on the beach. Hooker spit Windex. Come yeah, on, gotta dude. bring that Midwest in, dude. Oh, that shit's killer, man. Still to this day. Everything Midwest. Everything on that fucking, honestly, if it was early 2000s and made in Ohio, it's probably fucking banger. Yeah. All that shit's killer. I've been jamming a very mixed pot, man. Very mixed, very mixed. But I do need to say that with October rolling in, everyone needs to check out the latest Temple of Void record, man. Yeah. Uh, it's very good. It's called Summoning the Slayer. Uh, fucking really good Death Doom. Just some cave dweller fucking coming out of a crypt. Fucking just good stuff. Stumbled across some newer terrorizer i really love that band mostly their old stuff obviously but caustic attack from 2018 perfect the cult i have been listening to a lot of the cult and i'm not talking like the fucking we're gonna be like hair metal the cult which i like that stuff too we're talking like that weird Blurring the visions between New Wave and whatever was going on in 85, the love record. Oh, fuck. Put on the rain. Rain is the song. <laughs> the cult. Love them. I cannot put... This is, this is going to be about the most serious thing I'm going to say on this episode. Everybody, please listen to the new Perversion record. Oh, I yeah. have, oh dude. Fuck, yeah. I have listened to the new Perversion record about 200 fucking times in the last three weeks. Yes. It's absolutely incredible. It was worth the wait. It's a flawless record, not a dud in the bunch. Don't fuck up and miss this, dude. I mean, you're not going to miss it. It's, it's uploaded. It's everywhere, yeah. Listen to the new Perversion record. It's that good. It's that good. You can say I'm biased because whatever. It's that good. No, that band has... In, they've been getting better with every release. I mean, granted, their releases are spread out, but with every release, they are fucking better. Oh, man, the new one is just... It, it's what I've been waiting for. I'm like, dude, it's that good. Definitely. Um, early Moods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, early Moods, they just put out a self-titled. They had some demos in the past year. If you're into uh, traditional Doom and 70s kind of Doomy stuff, like early Pentagram... Uh, obviously Sabbath, you know, some candle mass, maybe trouble. It's a nice melting pot of all of that. It's very good stuff. I'm going to add a fucking writer onto that. Uh, if you're into all of that stuff and we're checking out early moods, you should also check out friends of hell. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Friends. Of That's hell. a new fucking band, basically a super group. Mm-hmm. And, um, absolutely needs to be checked out. Yeah. Friends of hell is great. Yeah. Yeah been a while since i jammed that but you told me about them and i'm like where the fuck have these guys been yeah it's a, like, it's a super group it's the who's who of you know yeah. in that realm dude but. from fucking electric wizard um dude from um fuck i know it was the dude from electric wizard was it satan satyrs or no not the dude from satan satyrs i'm blanking on all the members i'm a little buzzed a little bit uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it's like I, I can't remember. The, it was basically a super group. caravan or something. It was like shit. a fucking. Uh, why am I blank? I, I, I can picture the album cover that the band, this dude was in. Witchfinder General. No, not Witchfinder General. Fucking. Uh, fuck me, dude. Fucking. I think it starts with a B. Does it? Older Doom Band. 
trying to think, yeah. man. Because uh, I know that every member uh, of that band is from a well-established yeah, band. Yeah, Oh, Reverend Bazaar. Reverend fucking Bazaar. Yeah, yeah the yeah. vocalist is from Reverend Bazaar. That's why, yeah, okay. So it's like a member of Reverend Bazaar and... Bass player from fucking Electric Wizard. Electric One Wizard. of the bass players from Electric Wizard. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Friends of Hell is great. Yeah. That album is fucking... Fire. Check that out and definitely check out Early Moods. Both yeah. bands. Legit, those go together. Yeah. They go hand in hand. Absolutely. Uh, flip side of that, uh, Italian band Fulci. Uh, Lucio Fulci themed death metal. Just put out a, a split with a band called Fluids. It's fucking absolutely incredible. Uh, and the band Fluids last week just released another split with Nunslaughter, which is fucking incredible. I would imagine. I just found that out today. I haven't gotten to spin it yet. Yeah. Fluids are making moves, man. Yeah, they're, uh, they're happening. Um, if you guys happen to dip back into a very old catalog of our episodes, I mentioned a band called Ritual Necromancy, and this probably was like fucking one of our first episodes. I mean, I found this band in 2012, just bludgeoning, very fucking uh, crushing, pure death metal, and they just released a split with a band called um, Fossilization, I want to say. And the Ritual Necromancy is only one track. It's 15 minutes long, and it's a fucking journey of dread and fucking existential fucking macabre, dude. It's so good. Clear the cobwebs. First two Morbid Angel records. Richard Brunel era. Very smoky riffs. That's the only way I can put it. You had death metal, and then you had smoky death metal. Obituary fits in there. Autopsy fits in there. Those first two Morbid Angel records, absolutely phenomenal. Ophthalamia, Swedish black metal, 1995 album, Via Della Rosa. Check that out. The only band that I can think of that ever made me feel uncomfortable and borderline actually scared me to this day. <laughs> With headphones on under the influence of cannabis, it would be the band Portal, the Swarth album, Swallows you whole, definitely gives you anxiety, and definitely makes you want to kill yourself. Don't do that. I promise. It's there's no vitamins in it. Conan. <laughs> oh yeah, they got a new the one, new right? Conan record. Yeah, probably the fucking best one they put out thus far. Heavy as fuck. Love it. Definitely check out the new Conan. And for uh, all of you that are into power violence, there's a band called Zulu. I think I've mentioned them before. They're from L.A. Very good, modern, new school power violence that's legit and I think can definitely uh, hold their own against the uh, the classic, you know, the good the good PV stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna tack on a few here. Do it up, man. Because I started I went I was I was drinks in the other night <laughs> <laughs> and blackout didn't go on. No, no scorpions. Man. I was because I didn't want to get up and go to my turntable. I <laughs> stayed on my couch and fucking like YouTube, streamed YouTube to my TV. But it was all Detroit shit. Nice. Um, so check out uh, Gulags. They were a Detroit fucking punk band. Okay. Has Dave, who's been in Scum, he's in jail. He's in fucking. Um, 
Fulon Debbie. Fulon Debbie. Yes. Fucking I'm a little drunk here, guys. All right. Don't fucking worry yeah, about it. The guy it. that's in your band. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, right? yeah, don't Dave. fucking worry yeah. about it. Yeah. He's in Shroud. Good guy. Yeah, Shroud. Um, oh, yeah. And then Madison, who's also in Cloud Rat, and then also in Macla Conception, and yep, also yep. in Fulon Debbie. <laughs> your band. <laughs> and then, uh, the dude, okay, so fucking check out Gulags. <laughs> it's a fucking amazing punk band. Okay. Like hardcore punk band. Dude, like, they're pulverizing. Like, the energy these guys, like, I, I saw them, I've only ever seen them a handful of times. The only time I actually remember seeing them, <laughs> read into that how you will, was when they played, they fucking played at the Unholy Hole, which was Kirby's house. Wow. And they were one of the opening bands for a couple of touring bands, and they blew the fucking touring bands out the fucking window. Holy I kind of felt bad for the touring bands because they did not have the same energy. <laughs> Like, dude, gulags were fucking like pissed. Um, so uh, check them out. They, sure. they got four, 20, 2014 tape, and I think there's another tape, but the 2014 tape is definitely on uh, YouTube. Okay, hundred percent. We're checking out um, Reaper. Listen to the fucking Burning Bones fucking oh wow tape, which is the collection shit. Reaper? Fucking Reaper. Oh, dude. Fucking Reaper. I'm so dude. fucking bummed that like I didn't get to see them. Oh, my God. They're amazing. Amazing fucking band. Yeah, they are. They're Some, incredible. Many of times. Fucking killer. Like, definitely check out Reaper. Yeah. Um, Reaper from Detroit. Um, if you look up, like, Reaper, Burning Bones, you'll find shit, and, which will lead you to the other shit, because that's just a collection tape. Which is all you actually really need. Because it has everything. And then, yeah, I think it has the FOAD shit on there. Which that shit's most of what I heard in the tape that you put on. Yeah. And which was, I was like, the burning who tape. the fuck is this? Yeah. As Al from Perversion said, when that collection was getting released, was Reaper is the most stolen fucking demo tape in Detroit. <laughs> That's street cred. Like, dude. you have it and you throw a party... You got to keep that shit on lock because somebody's stealing that fucking tape because there weren't many copies and they fucking don't exist much, man. Oh, like man. you got to fucking you got to grip it, rip it. See you later, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and then fucking uh, and then also honestly, the fucking immaculate conception tape. Nice, yeah. Fuck, man. Like, okay, so inside scoop, I'll be playing bass for this band soon, and I'm fucking stoked on it. It's nice. a straight up fucking death rock. Like they have like post punk goth tones to it, but it's like a death rock type band. Love this fucking band. Almost didn't get asked to play in it because Dave was like, I don't know if Jared would dig this shit. And Madison was like, Fucking, I'm asking him, and asked me to play on it. Nice, like to join because they're gonna like shuffle up some shit and add a second guitar player. And I'm like, dude. And I thought about it. I'm like, everything I've done with Dave has been like either a very like Grim Butchery was noisy fucking like oh, yeah. crash or crust type shit yeah and then Fool on Devi's fucking like just a crust like a crust band I'm like yeah he doesn't know that I like other shit I'm like dude I listen to that fucking tape all the time and when Madison reached me out I was, I was playing it every fucking day I'm like fuck yeah dude I'm fucking playing that excellent dude so definitely check out that Immaculate Conception fucking tape fuck yeah man fucking banger shit yeah that's uh all that shit's on YouTube just look it up. That's all that Detroit shit too, man. So much. And honestly, um, if you look it up and you find any of that, it's probably going to be through Dave's page, um, which I'm blanking on the name. But if you probably click on all of the videos, you're going to find a bunch of other Detroit shit. Yeah. 
I fell down a wormhole on YouTube with Detroit stuff, like Final Assault. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, that that early shit. Um, I always love Anguish, man. I mean, Every, we're, we're spoiled. We're spoiled here, dude. Like that's the thing. Like we got. There's a lot of bands from this area, in in, in the style that we like, who are fucking amazing, and some of them have kind of been able to break out. Mm-hmm. And some of them don't get the fucking attention they deserve, and it's like, dude, you, like, you see a band that's like, blown up and that's kind of making their fucking moves, and you're like, yeah, you're just like this band, and this band's fucking better. Like, how did how did they break out and you guys didn't? Like this, yeah. But it's kind of been that way with like the whole Detroit like punk scene. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck it is. My man. only it's complaint, weird. my only complaint though, and I'll leave you guys with this, is that. Ten years ago, there was a decent, small, kind of doom metal thing going on here in Detroit. I mean, obviously, it was a thing everywhere. But we had a handful of bands that were kind of, like, legit to me. Obviously, Beast in the Field was one, but, like, Bong Lord from Ann Arbor was fucking incredible. And then you had, um, you know, Wizard Union, a couple other ones. uh, Blue Snaggletooth had kind of a bluesy, doomy thing going on, and... It kind of faded out, man. I kind of wish, you know, we we still have Acid Witch, uh, but I would like, and we had Stone Ritual. There were some bands that were doing it. Kind of gotten away from that. Yeah, like those guys kind of moved on. You know, and that bums me out a little bit, but, you know, in in that time, I've gotten a lot of grind shows under my fucking belt, man, especially <laughs> since post-pandemic, man. How many fucking, and we're going to another one here in like, what, two weeks? Disease is coming through. Yeah, dude. Disease from Washington. Disease coming and, through uh, with fucking. Uh, well, they'll be, it's all like, that's the only touring band I think. No, 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 no. Another, who else is on that fucking show? <sighs> What's the other one, dude? It's a, is it organ owner? Oh, I think so. From Chicago. Yeah. Okay. And then shit, life and girth. Fuck yeah, dude. That's, it's my birthday. I'll be fucking. It's your birthday, I'll be lit, dude. Yep. And I'll buy myself gifts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat twice the barbecue because you're don't do that. <laughs> Chris from Shitlight's like, dude, the fucking barbecue. Andy from the Kai's like, dude, have you tried the Q? It's <laughs> and you know, I haven't. And they got a smoker outside and shit. I used the, the smoker as a hand warmer when I was hanging out there in the winter. Yeah, I just stood by That's a fucking it. diesel truck that ran for five and a half hours. That was amazing. Dude, we come out there and be like, this truck is still running. I'm like, is this the new flex? Because that's when gas prices went up, and everyone was like, hey, man, your truck's running. He's like, yeah, it's a diesel. What the fuck does that? I don't, what? The whole the, night, dude. Every the time whole night, out. the truck was running. I'm like, is there a generator hooked up? Like, I didn't know what it was. Fucking it was Austin's like, wife, Jessica, would be like, his truck is still fucking dude, running. Dude, we got there at 7, <laughs> and the fucking dude, it, we're wrapping up, and there's like, you know, the last few fucking bastions of people left, and it's 1 in the morning, and that truck's still running. I'm like, dude, shut it down, man. That like, kid is back. On, on the, the fucking, fucking escalator. escalator. It's fucking miscellaneous mid-mall snacking. It's not a part of the food court. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on that note, on that note, we will see you guys next time. We're going to have some guests coming on. And hey, we'll see how they juggle this. Yeah, we we're going uh, to make some moves and do some shit. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, check out the multiple bands and movies and 
Darkness, 1993. Watch that shit. Check out Darkness, dude. I guarantee you're not going to have a bad time. No, you're straight up going to have a good time. Until we Such see you guys. Fucking movie. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Later. See ya.